Listening to PetLifeRadio.com. You've had a long day at work, and you can't wait to just get home, take off your shoes, plop yourself down in your favorite chair, and relax. Ah. You walk up to your tranquil residential home and your neatly manicured lawn in your quiet suburban neighborhood, put the key in the lock, open the door, and. Yes, the pets have gone wild! What were you thinking? Welcome to the show about everything you always wanted to know about exotic pets. Where to get them, what to feed them, and how to care for them. You'll even find out why some people live with a monkey. Now, here's your host, exotic pet expert and author, Bob Tart. Hey, Bob, what were you thinking? Hi, I'm Bob Tart, author of the books Enslaved by Ducks, Foul Weather. Oh, what's that up there? Kitty cornered up in the crown of this tree right up there. That might be a gnat catcher. Oh, no, it's a... And uh, Bill and I, book character Bill Holm and I, are in Allegan State Game Area. And what is this, Bill? The Swan Creek Pond Horse Trail. (laughs) And we are looking for, and we have finally heard, the uh, worm-eating warbler, which I believe is a name dating back to the confederacy really yes when one of our friends in the south saw a bird and said called it uh, quite derogatorily just one of them worm-eaten warblers oh man yeah and it stuck yeah and it stuck and uh, even though it isn't finding a lot of hospitality down there uh, the worm-eating warbler still is a bird more of the south not expected it's a gnat catcher there not a bird we expect to see in michigan which is what brought Bill and I to uh, this harrowing spot. Would you like to describe it all? Primitive is a, is a word that applies. Uh-huh. Uh, a little bit scary. A little bit scary. We saw someone who looked just like Denver Pyle mm-hmm. go past us in a car. And mm-hmm. uh, a woman from... She actually had hand lettering on the side of her car that said, Best Meth Lab in Allegan County. <laughs> it's right in her trunk. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, oh, did you hear that tick? Yeah. So anyway, we gave up hope of hearing or seeing the worm-eating warbler, and then just now we heard its chipping sparrow-like call. And so I thought, instead of waiting quietly for it to call again, that I'd do a podcast with Bill. I think that's going to work. I do, too. But uh, I think that was a red start. It was? Yeah, I believe so. See, Bob knows all of the bird calls. I only know the cardinal well, I know them incorrectly. Well. But what what have we seen so far today? We saw a U.S. Forest Service agent. We did, and he was helpful and yet baffled. He was. He had no idea where he was or where we were. Right. Or even exactly, uh, he didn't even know where to park. Right. I took his parking spot. That That was rude of me. He seemed a little relieved, though, to find out what city boys we were, because I think maybe, you know, he's a revenuer. <laughs> Yes. And uh, you've got to be careful around here. I'm hearing the gnat catcher call. But we also saw, oh, we heard, did we see an oven bird? I saw an oven bird. You saw an oven bird. Um, Tanagers, scarlet tanagers. Yeah, we saw male and female. Yeah. You heard an Acadian uh, fly fly catcher. catcher. And I'm such an expert birder, I looked right at the female scarlet tanager, and I told Bill it was some kind of vireo. Yes, you did. What was it, the the pink-throated? Viri warbler? Yeah, that's what I thought it's it was. It's a very nice warbler. Yes. Or it's a viri. 
But we are, I'm also taking advantage of this fabulous setting in Allegan State Game Area to officially announce, because we haven't announced this officially yet, that my book, starring book character Bill Holm, Featherbrained, will be out in spring 2016, published by University of Michigan Press. It's almost unbelievable. Yeah, I know. Because, how, I, you know, I buy books from University of Michigan Press, like 16th century Turkish tapestries. Right. You mean that kind of a thing. And how their standards have slipped. <laughs> yes. You know, I well, never I never thought that they would, oh, Scarlet Tangent, that they would lower themselves to... It's baffling. It is baffling. But I will say this. I have to warn you that this time next year, we are going to be the two most famous people in the world, thanks to that book. Oh, absolutely. And I and I hope you're ready for the effect it's going to have on your life. It's going to change my life. Yeah. And what was that again? You know, I think that's a yellow warbler. Oh, I think of course. So. I think that's a yellow warbler. But the reason we're doing this... Ooh, ooh, I see a bird. What does it look like? It's got wings. Yeah. A beak. Color on it. And it, it seemed it had... Uh, it was a little bit dark. Oh, I heard a please, please, please to meet it's you. It's right there. I... Oh my, this is live birding. This is inc- incredible. You still see it? No. What do you think is going to happen? I heard either. That's either a chestnut. It sounds like a oh, chestnut sided. Could it have been a chestnut sided? I think it was. It was right in this little pine tree here. Yeah. Well, it might It might come back. And um, I really should be birding now because I don't get that many chances. But um, I'd much rather talk to my, my friends. What is this bird? There's some kind of um, hawk like oh, entity. Or is it a falcon? It looks like a falcon. It's fast. Oh, it is. It's very fast. I just heard the um, yellow-throated vireo. Jeez. Yeah. This is like the best. And there's another one. We were there. Okay, there's that little bird in the tree. Oh, yeah. And there's, I... There's one right up there. That is... It looks like a warbler to me. Yeah. But I couldn't get a good look. Nope, there it is up there again. What's going on here? We never have this kind of luck. There it is. Right in the sun. Is there anything more interesting to a listener than live birding? He's picking away. Do you see it? it yeah, it looks like a female red star. Is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, looks like a female red star. Ah, boy, I know that our audience was just holding their breath the whole time trying to determine what bird that was. But, um, I think I think it's easy to identify. This is easy to, for people to project themselves into because you know people like going for walks. They see birds. I mean. I don't think, I, I think this is probably going to be one of the most popular podcasts you've ever done. Oh, I think so too. What the heck is that uh, raptor that's uh, got me wrapped around its little finger? Um, or maybe it's the rapture. Wow, it's I don't know. A, it's a small hawk. or a, It's got uh, a little band on its tail. Does it? Broad wing hawk? It's not that big. Slim is wing it? hawk? <laughs> <laughs> So we were not going to, after we did, uh, after I posted part one of the World's Worst Birding podcast, I thought maybe that would be about it. But then something totally unexpected happened on Twitter. What's that? A fan. A fan fan. appeared. I'm not going to say her name because she might not want to be, no, we'll just call her L. And L posted and said that she had been listening to our podcast and she would like to hear part two of the world's worst birding podcast. I don't understand that at all. I don't know. I thought, you know, come on, Laura. I mean, we're yeah. not going to mention her name. It's she's we'll just call her the no, L, no, 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 the L girl. But I said, come on, Laura. Uh-huh. Is is that something you really want to hear? But I think she does. So I think we should dedicate this podcast 
to her. You hear that, Red Star? You think she was just being self-destructively ironic? It could be that. It it could definitely be that. But I was hoping that while we were doing this podcast that, there's there's the Red Star, that you might get a chance to hear the worm-eating warbler with us. But uh, I'm not hearing it, are you? No. It's just that one and only time. But it was so clear and so unmistakable. Plus, we had been hearing call notes earlier. But that's a big deal for Michigan. It's a rare bird. And um, not to mention, for yours truly, big. You said big for Michigan, and I said not to mention for yours truly, which would be me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I understand when you do these podcasts, you don't really remember what you say from one word to the next, but that's okay. No, I'd already lost my train of thought because I was... (laughs) I was uh, listening for we the warm eating. Yes. It's hard to do birding in anything else. It is. It is. We've just about uh, run out of uh, material, I would say, already. But um, Some rustling footsteps. Yes. Well, we will um, walk a little further, and maybe uh, when we get back to Bill's house, we're going to have a little picnic, and maybe we will have some more exciting topics at that point. But here in a red-eyed vireo, here in the red start... And there was a brief flurry of a bunch of little birds. Maybe that's what got that worm-eating warbler to call, was that brief flurry of birds. I see. Just sort of following the crowd. Maybe he in. was up there with them. I think it did seem to be over there yeah. with, with, with everybody else. Is that? Do you have a sinus condition, or is that a blue-gray gnat catcher? <laughs> oh, the birders listening to that are going to laugh, aren't they? <laughs> I'm not sure why I'm laughing. Yes. Um, and uh, I made a remark earlier that the, um, what, was, what was that really funny remark I made about the worm-eating warbler? That the ticking, mm-hmm. the ticking sound reminded me of the ticking you would find on a worm-eaten mattress. Yes, and I, and I, you know, as I remarked at the time and I maintain, it's not funny, but it's excellent. Right. So we're going to... had a joke, too. What, yeah, what was that? It was excellent. Well, we heard a lot of oven birds. Yes, we did, and I saw one. And you, well, you, yeah, and uh, I claim to. You have. Cl- yeah, I, I, I'm not going there. I mean, I believe every birder whenever they say they've seen a bird. I said, and I just saw the other the <laughs> the oven timer bird that goes tick tock. Excellent, and that that was another excellent, and that's one of the things. I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night and just guffaw. I know when it the full. It has to sort of, of seep through your mind and, you know, all the dimensions of the joke. Yes. And, I mean, yours was, I think, I think yours was more complex than mine. It was more convoluted, not necessarily complex. Well, yeah. Now, you know what the listener is asking right now? The listener is saying, where's the off button? <laughs> and <laughs> what is this Allegan State game area? And where oh, is yeah. it? <laughs> well, it's in Allegan County, Michigan, mm-hmm. not too far from the city of Allegan. And it is the largest tract of public land in southern Michigan. Did you know that, Bill? I did not know that. And the Canada goose was in small numbers, believe it or not, in the 60s, in the 50s, 50s and 60s. Way back it was. And so what they did at the Allegan State Game Area was that they provided nesting grounds for the Canada goose. And now we're overrun with them. (laughs) And what's also interesting is that uh, Fenville, which is just on the border of the Allegan State Game Area, is known for its annual goose festival, where uh, every year they elect Miss Honker to lead the parade. Yeah, I just don't think that sounds good. I think it's terrible. Yeah. And I think that, you know, of course, Allegan County is a little bit retro, shall we say? Is it? Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like when I was watching Card Sharks this morning. Yeah. 
and Bob Eubanks was the host. Right. And uh, he comes out and he says, and we have two very pretty card turners. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. And I said, you know, you know, I don't know. It. Uh, well, I got to say, I, there, there aren't too many skyscrapers in Allegan County. <laughs> you got that right. Right. There is a uh, gun club not far from here, yeah, I too. I don't say, know if you can hear the, the shooting that's going on behind us. I was going to say the gunshots sound like they're getting a little closer. They so are. we might retreat to At the car. At a rapid pace. And, uh, try, I bet they're hearing this. And maybe decide if we have oh, a bird. Um, another topic for when we get back to the house. But uh, for now... Well, uh, we better work on that. Yeah, so you're listening to What Were You Thinking? This is the uh, quest for the worm-eating warbler. And... Uh, I guess there's not much suspense because we heard the bird before we even started recording. Oh. But maybe we'll see it on our way back. And the what? What are they like? A uh, hundred feet yet back to the car, and then we're feet? out of here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, well, yeah. I don't think we even got a hundred feet from the car. Oh, okay. All right. So uh, let's look at birds a little bit more since this is kind of a nice hot spot. And then, uh, yeah, those that gunfire is definitely getting closer. I hope they didn't find that ranger or that uh, <laughs> government official. The revenuer? Yeah. So uh, we'll be back after this word from our sponsor. What Were You Thinking? We'll be right back after Bob gets the ducks out of his living room. Don't go away. It's hard to find time for your furry family member. That's where Camp Bow Wow comes in. All-day play and overnight camp, daycare and boarding for dogs. Everything is included. Large play areas for fun and exercise. Spacious cabins, comfy cots, even live camper cams to watch from a computer or smartphone. Camp Bow Wow offers the best care and is the place to go where a dog can be a dog. For locations and more information, visit CampBowWow.com. Yuppie Puppy City Kitty provides pet lovers an opportunity to earn up to 50% commission selling our premium pet products. Advocate Gina Brick says the opportunity to share such a quality product line with other pet lovers is amazing. The support of the Yuppie Puppy City Kitty family while working the business is a true gift. Mention special code PETLIFE when you enroll today and receive three additional products free. Find us at www.ypckpets.com. That's ypckpets.com. She was thrown out of a pickup truck. Somebody threw him out of a car and shattered his leg. They found her walking on the streets. Many have been abused, malnourished, eating garbage. Scabs, itching, licking, missing fur. There's this commercial on TV that the ASPCA does. They want you to send in $19 a month for a dog in the shelter. I think you should go and adopt a dog from the ASPCA. And then get that dog on Dynavite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. You don't need to spend thousands on vet bills. Their answer is nutrition. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. When you rescue a dog, you've got to feed him right for life. Every rescue deserves at least 90 days of Dynavite. 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. Dynavite is nutrition. Dynavite for life. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. <laughs> dot com. <laughs> 
Okay, ducks are in the pond, rabbits in his hutch, and monkeys... Ow! In my car! Oh, okay, all right. Go check my insurance policy. We'll turn you back over to Bob. We are very close to the worm-eating warbler. I would say we're not more than three or four poison ivy scratches away from it. Would you, Bill? I'm too busy itching. So we are looking for it now. We're within feet of it, I would say. Uh-huh. 20. Oh, it's right here. It is right here. I but think where? Our listeners can hear that. I think our listeners can hear. This is a moment. This is a moment that I hope everyone can share with us. Worm-eating warbler in Allegan County. What's the date today? I have no idea. <laughs> April, wait. Mark that. Where? Oh, sorry. I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I briefly... This <laughs> all of a sudden. I was looking for the bird. Well, we'll let you know if we see it. I know this can hardly get any more exciting than this, but... Um, We'll let you we know. Paint, we, well, we paint a word picture. There's this trail right there, Bill. Is that a trail? Yeah, isn't it? Look it. Yeah. Let's see if we can't get down to that trail. Maybe take our listeners with us. Hello, we're back. And it's really not just moments after the uh, fascinating segment, fascinating but humiliating segment that you just heard. I've been and in just a, downright bad. I've been. That was a good segment. I played was it. it ba- I played it back, and it's. It's just pretty darn exciting. It's the closest thing our listener will get to being out birding with us. <laughs> or that they'll want to get. Yeah, I mean, think of the people who are going to listen to that and say, gosh, birding sounds like a lot of fun. Listen to the fun those two guys are having. I wish hmm. I could go birding with them. Or, second best, I wish I could read a good book about what it's like to be a birder. Do you have any thoughts on that? Any suggestions? Well, we can get back to that, although I think there's a book called Featherbrain coming out. But oh, really? We should talk a little bit about the unfortunate ending to that incident where I was convinced that I was following the song of a worm-eating warbler. You had me convinced. I didn't realize that we were only eight or nine feet from the beginning of the trail and from a clearing, and would you like to describe what what happened? Well, all of a sudden we started to hear a number of these calls of the supposed worm-eating warbler, correct? Correct. And then you started to have second thoughts, correct? Especially after following the call and getting out my binoculars and looking at who was singing. Oh, indeed. And it wasn't exactly what you thought it was, was it? No, instead of being the... But let me say that I think you were justified in your confusion. I think I'm always justified in my confusion. <laughs> I mean, there's really... I have no other way to live. But it's a positive I, attitude. I do believe... Yes, yes. And uh, I think for two reasons. One of the reasons will be I'm going to play the song of the chipping sparrow and the worm-eating warbler. Does it sound anything like this? Oh, there's a worm-eating warbler, Bill. I just heard it. (laughs) Here he is from the Bird Tunes app, the APP. I I guess you you pronounce it APP, right? Uh Uh-huh. And uh, I don't have a wise phone, but I have a wise pod. So here is the worm-eating warbler. Here is yes. the eating warbler. <laughs> Very quiet bird. Well, it's at a distance. It's going to come closer. Uh huh. Oh, it's a lot closer. 
We're meeting Warbler. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now... Sounds like what we heard to me. Now, let's hear that chipping sparrow. Oops. Okay, that doesn't sound... But listen to this one. Wow. Wow. Pretty close. Let's hear it one more time. Which one is this? Chipping sparrow. I only know because it says chipping sparrow. And what's the worm-eating warbler again? And that's another chipping sparrow. Pardon me, I guess it isn't. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We just had Chinese food. (laughs) Worm-eating warbler. It has different chips. There's that. There's this. There's this. And there's this. Well, my head is spinning. Of course, that could have been the doers. Yes, you had a little bit of that uh, bird attraction fluid. Ooh, yeah. So, I guess I, I could be forgiven <laughs> for uh, mixing the two up. But I have to say, in fairness to me, that I still think we heard one, because when we originally heard it, we weren't 10 feet from the entrance. We were deep. We were... A couple hundred yards. Yes, and there were no chipping... See, that area is too wet for chipping sparrows. They don't like wet. They don't like wet areas. What do they like? They like fields and clearings and uh, woods. Well, we were in woods. Yeah, but it was a wet woods, you know? <laughs> and it was around a, a river, um, the Swan Creek. Right, right. And well, we didn't hear any other chipping sparrows in there, as far as I know. And so, right. and plus, there was, this, there was this distinctive worm-eating warbler call note. <laughs> <laughs> That's, boy, that is unique. <laughs> So that's not a cardinal? <laughs> oh. Oh, excuse me. It's the worm-eating cardinal. So, you know, I can be excused for once in my life hmm. mixing once? up a call. Once in your life? Uh-huh. Hmm. If memory serves, which it rarely does, I seem to recall, and I believe this might be chronicled. Somewhere? In, in Where was that? I know I read it somewhere. Oh, I remember... Featherbrained? Uh-oh. Dis- Uh-oh. They're supposed to cut that story out. <laughs> oh. You're not going to tell that, are you? I wouldn't know. I wouldn't think of, of talking about how once when I was at your house, you were saying with great authority that there was an indigo bunting in your backyard, and you were going by the distinctive call. Well, there was. There was what? An, 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 indigo, an, bunting. an indigo bunting? Well, then... So we go out with the binoculars, and you're looking around like, you know, Mr. Birding Expert. Oh, there must be an indigo bunting must be up in that tree over there, because I hear it so distinctively. distinctly. Well, they're hard to see sometimes. They're hard to find. They stay high up in the tree. Yeah. Well, then, within a matter of, what, 20 seconds, <laughs> the real singer... Well, it was. We, I mean, you... As a matter of fact, I think you maintained that it was an indigo bunting after I pointed out that it was yellow, and I didn't realize, I said at the time, I didn't realize that yellow was a shade of indigo. Oh. Well, but see, that was early in my career. That was early. career? That was early in my taking up this fine hobby. I mean, it's not like uh, I would mistake a heron for a Forster's turn or anything, but... 
Well, you'd mistake a bittern for a forester's well, turd. Well, but yes, that story. I'm glad you brought that up, Bill. That Are story. You? That story uh, is not embarrassing in any way. Yes, it is very embarrassing. But if it sells books, ah. if it sells books, that's well, just that's the level of story that's just that's all through. <laughs> There's side brain. You'll man, just be picking man. yourself up off the floor, saying, <laughs> "Man, <"Woo-wee."> <laughs> boy, he mistook." <laughs> An uh, indigo bunning in a yellow uh, uh, raincoat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Wake up the wife and read her that story. I don't know how much this book is going to be, but it's going to be worth every penny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, any story in the book with you in it, it just comes to life like that. Well, then I think people will enjoy this book even more than the others because. I think that I'm probably featured more in this book than any of your other books. I think you may be, you have me, I think you maybe may have more ink in Featherbrain than in the other three books combined. Do you think that's possible? If that's true, then I feel even more slighted than before in those other books. <laughs> well, that, you know, the editor, oh, my editor. Uh, uh, yeah, a lot of good material was deleted. Yeah, a lot deleted. of good material was deleted. I mean, there was a whole half of Kitty Cornered was just you, and it got it ended up blue penciled. I have a lot of good cat stories that were excised. I know it. it. It's just terrible. But I believe my editors at University of Michigan Press Mm. they know quality when they see it, and I believe that all these stories about with you in them. And I kind of wrote this is a list of some of the stories. There's a laugh packed side splitting (laughs) story of. Of the first time we birded the Muskegon wastewater system. And what was funny about it? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, you discovered... Uh, maybe the fact that we went at all is that, funny. Oh, it was hilarious that we went to a, a wastewater treatment plant. And if people... You know what? Listeners to this podcast can scroll down, and we have some podcasts from Muskegon wastewater. I, I believe I remember those. Two or three of them. Yeah. Those and, were good. Oh, those were the best. Those were A-plus level podcasts. Comedy, go- even funnier than this one. Ah, I don't see how that's possible. No, but and we don't want to give too much away. But in Featherbrain, there's a story of the special bird attraction fluid <laughs> that yeah. you discovered. Yeah. We won't say any more about that. There's another really, really rollicking funny story about us going to Nyonkin Point. Nyan King, Nyan King Point, looking for the very first time the yellow-headed blackbird. Oh, that brings back memories. Oh, oh, oh boy! Whoa, whoa! <laughs> I, you know, you know, I, I, I'm tempted to tell some of that story, but I think the readers are just going to have to discover it and enjoy. I it think so for too. themselves. There's stories about. There's at least two stories about you and me at McGee Marsh. And there's a story of us at Metzger Marsh, too. And this is for the warbler migration. And Is it as good as the worm-eating warbler story? It's, I think it's, on a, well, I'll say it's on a par with the worm-eating All warbler right. story. It can't be better. All right. All right. Well, that's, you know, that's all we can ask. Yeah. Yeah. So, and in honor, mm. in honor of your kind of renewed literary presence, Oh, no, that's right. We're talking about my book. In honor of you being in a book again. A little more ink. Yes. So you have a big announcement. It's a major announcement, in fact. It's a major announcement. Some of you out there may know that I started a Facebook page, or whatever you call it, called 
book character Bill Holm. Yes. Do you remember that? I do remember that. I remember trying to uh, get my attorney to look at it. (laughs) Well, maybe it deserves a podcast in itself sometime. However, I have to say that I think I may have done like maybe two, like, Posts, is that what you call them? Yes. In, on book character Bill homepage before I ran out of material. Right. But, but they were two good posts, as I recall. Were they? Yeah. Oh, thank you. You got it's, a like on each one. From you? Well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was thinking, since I'm featured prominently in this book, that I should probably resurrect the book character Bill Home facebook page and have it be full of information insights personal reminiscences feelings maybe some photography maybe some like a, like, like like things from your past that i might want to bring up that our, that our readers might be interested that your readers might be interested Uh-oh. in any There's, cocktail recipes <laughs> <laughs> maybe some uh, curried rice recipes Ooh. but no i'm thinking the only problem though that i'm seeing with, with the way things are developing with this book, is that, yes, I feature prominently, but I could have gotten a lot more ink if I used, if you happen to use not Bill Holm, but my entire given name, which is William Alanson Aloysius Albert Holm. Oh! Now, oh. think of the extra ink and the extra space that that would take up in your book that would devote a higher... 25 per- extra pages! It would devote a higher percentage of the book to me, which is really what I'm interested in. Well, our readers are going to be interested in that, too. You know, you had me read early drafts of this book, and frankly, I I didn't read anything, but I did a search and found my name and read those parts. (laughs) Well, how were those parts? Well, they could have been better, but I could have been portrayed in a more humane light, but I think it's fine. Well, I think listeners of this podcast, they can just feel my enthusiasm about this book. It's coming through their little speakers. It is, it is. But if I'm not uh, projecting as much excitement as I was feeling a while ago, is that, yeah, well, here's the little inside thing for our readers. You finish a book, you hand it into the publisher, and you got to wait a year for something to happen. A year? you got to wait a year. I mean, I handed this book off in June, and i got to wait till like, next April or something for it to come out. And, you know, it's a really weird thing where you write a book, you're done with it, and then nothing, 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 plenty of nothing. And on the note of nothing, I guess we've just about run out of time on this fine podcast. <laughs> but I would like to say I I do think that, well, what, what's your conclusion about the worm-eating warbler? Did we, did we find it or did we not? I'm we, certain that you heard it. I'm pretty, I'm certain enough that. I thought, frankly, I I thought it was that chipping sparrow when I first heard it. All along? But all along. But did you hear it the very first time? Yes. No, actually, I had no idea what either one of those was. And I believe you because you're a man of birding integrity. Oh, I am. I'm a man of so much integrity that I'm 80% sure I heard it, and so I reported it to eBird as positive, positively (laughs) having found it. I think that's a better percentage than most of those lists that are posted there. I mean, if someone says, oh, I saw 3,200 avocets, how do you count 3,200? I know. I I don't know how they do it. Well, thank you for sticking up for me, and uh, thank you to all our listeners. That wasn't intentional. No, it wasn't intentional. And to all the listeners who I'm sure have just laughed all through this podcast with us, because I know you weren't really laughing at me. 
No, no. I, well, we're both I certainly li- wasn't laughing with you. No, I, and we're not really laughing at our listeners because we don't have any except for the mysterious L. Yes, that that's an interesting development. So there's actually a listener out there? Yeah, well, we'll talk about that after we uh, end this podcast. So thanks. Thanks to Bill. Thanks to everybody. Visit my website, bobtart.com, and you will find no information on the new book. That's bobtart.com. No information on the new book. And uh, thanks. <laughs> slash no information on the new book. And thanks to our producer, Mark Winter. Oh, Mark. Absolutely. He's, he, he's my guy. <laughs> Thinking about buying a monkey? How about a ferret or a skunk? Then check out the show that will answer the burning questions, where do you get them? What do you feed them? How do you take care of them? And most of all, what were you thinking? With exotic pet expert and author Bob Tart, every week on demand from PetLifeRadio.com.